Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. This is episode 252, and if we haven't met yet, welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to meet you, and I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Amy Marsloff. Amy is a health and fitness coach. She's a nutritionist. She's a a dream manager. She's one of those people that you want in your life who is going to do her very best at pushing you to new places. Today, we jump into a conversation all about breakthrough coaching, what that means, what it looks like. And uh, I I love the way she, she leapt out in faith. She went from dying a slow corporate death to something so much more. If you like this conversation, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Maybe somebody who you know needs a new change. Also, Amy offers a very special uh, gift to every one of you listening to the podcast. She offers a free consultation. Uh, We'll put the link in the show notes. Be sure to check that out. Now, without any further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Amy. Amy, thank you so much for being here today. Tony, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I I love to start with the macro and kind of getting into people's story a little bit uh, by asking the question, how would you describe the calling that God has placed on your life? It's a beautiful combination of coaching helping become people become healthier and ministry. I, back in the day, I was a consultant actually as an IT project manager and I was a consultant, but I, because I was a consultant, I had to create a, um, like an S corp. Just, I created that com- a company and my accountant, yeah. I remember him saying, what, what does this look like? Like, you're consulting, you're an IT project manager. I was like, yeah, can it be anything? Because this isn't where I'm going to end. Like I want to, I know I ultimately want to do something with health, wellness, coaching, and ministry. He was like, we can do whatever, we can keep it open for anything. I was like, okay. And that was back in 2005. No, even earlier, 2002, when I didn't have a clue. I wasn't a coach yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, coaching, helping, um, helping people become healthier. Um, just obviously, cliche, the best version of themselves. And um, you won't see this on my website, but helping people grow closer to God, to Christ. That's, it's real, it's so much fun when somebody is a believer that we that I can coach from that angle. Yeah, that, that has to be one of the interesting parts of your job is that you you know you have to you have to play offense and defense when it yeah. comes to really good coaching. How, how do you discern when is the time to lean into something that might otherwise be taboo? What what's that process mm-hmm. look like for you? Well, I, I go right in there actually right from the get go typically because I want to know what languaging I can use because I want to meet them where they are because if I if I were to say God or Jesus or and, and that is not their belief system like I'm going to lose them so and I don't want to lose them I want to I want to meet them right where they are so I always just say do you believe in something bigger than yourself do you believe in God spirit the universe Jesus Christ blessed mother like do you believe in something bigger than yourself and so I get their languaging so I understand like where I am with them Mm. Um, so that I know how 
to angle my coaching or the languaging, I guess I should say that I can use with them. Just the other day I was um, conversing back and forth via email and this woman is really struggling and she's trying to overcome. She's grieving and she's trying to make sense of like the passing of her father and being disinherited in a, in a way. And she said, I just don't know how to make any sense of this. And I just, it's like, okay, first of all, do you believe in God? And she said, no, I don't. I believe in nature and I believe in the universe. And I was like, okay, that's, that's where I have to meet her. And I just went in with love, with love, just because she had mentioned, I believe that, I don't know, energy is, there's energy. And she was talking about energy and love is energy. And we meet anything with love. It's going to shift. So I went in with that sort of safer yeah. languaging. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Meet them where they are. And then if they're open to more, uh, take them there. I, I know that you're the kind of leader that takes uh, big risks. I know your story pretty well. You've made some some giant leaps from the IT world into the coaching world from Columbus to New York city. I'm curious, how do you discern God's voice in a crowded world in your life? Sometimes well, and sometimes not. (laughs) That's a great (laughs) question. You know, it's really interesting because my, how I even got into coaching, I was dying a slow corporate death back in 2005. And I remember just walking out of work late one night, just looking up and saying, God, there's got to be more. There's just got to be more. I can't be doing designing, helping developing websites the rest of my life. And um, I said, please help. And literally within two weeks, I learned more, like what the, the direction I was to go in my prayer. I was like, God, you know, you know, like, I love you. I love family. I love my friends. I love helping people. I love cooking, taking care of my body. I love um, nature, outdoors, and dogs. After, outside of that, I don't know what I'm passionate about. And I was at that time, I was 35 years old. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know where I'm going. I just feel lost. And I just offered that prayer up. And within two weeks, I got such clarity from the um, from my brother-in-law. Actually, he sent me some information about the school that I ended up getting. A, my I became a certified health coach. And it was it was all, revolved around food, relationships, career, spirituality, and fitness. I was like, whoa, that's um, everything I know and love. But also, I, I my prayer as I was going to orientation for the school, I said, dear God, please don't let me get so don't let me be so desperate that I lose the red that I that I miss any red flags you're trying to tell me. And mm. I said, please make it very clear and make it very obvious. And it was really interesting because I got three very clear signs in my orientation weekend. Um, and the first one was, um, I had, I was talking to my phone on my phone and somebody, I was in the grocery store. Somebody tapped me on the, uh, at the, like I was standing in line and she said, I'm in the program. You're going to love the program. I'm like, do I know you? So we were, like I hadn't talked with anybody. I was on the phone as I was walking through the store and she said, yeah, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. You're going to love the program. I was like, Oh, awesome. I love that. So that was my first, I just got some really clear signs. I, I had just been sent a book, um, from a dear friend of mine. That was the only book that this, there were three books, I should say that the Institute for Integrative Nutrition had on their, um, display table. And then there was just this third message that I got, 
um, their, the logo was a logo I had been following because there's mm-hmm. this little random design that when you saw it in nature, this is years ago, if you saw it in the carpets, in the carpet pattern or paint or in a tree, you just, it was to remind you to be grateful and express gratitude. And that happened to be the logo. And so when I got there, I had those three signs, the book, the person tapping me on the shoulder, and then the logo to be grateful. Um, and I was like, okay, done. And I never looked back. So how do I discern uh, God? I mean, gosh, when you start to tap in and get quiet, you can, you can hear God. And it sounds like your voice initially. And then, um, the Personally, I have to write it down. Yeah. I have to get, I have to write down my revelation because the enemy wants to come in and steal it. I can get a revelation one day and it'd be so clear in my meditation or my prayer time. And then the next day I'm like, ah, it can just get stolen. If you will. I don't know if that's, if that's answering your question. Yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. That's perfect. I, I, what, what I hear very clearly is, is uh, pray distinct prayers uh, look for signs, write down what you hear God telling you. And I, yeah. I think that's a that's a really kind of logical pathway to this kind of problem solving. Uh, one of the things that I, I heard you say on another podcast as I was preparing for today is, is that you have to go through a uh, breakdown before you can get to breakthrough, right? So breakdown yeah. uh, before breakthrough. I, I'm wondering if, you know, in, in the hindsight of, of, distance and time, would, would you say that this slow corporate death was kind of your breakdown? Was it, was it a crisis of identity? Cause I, I think that there's probably a lot of people out there who, who feel like they're in this slow corporate death and they're not sure what to do. Oh, it was absolutely breakdown. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> breakdown before breakthrough. And that's, you know, it's so beautiful to be, to have, it gives me chills as I, even I say that just to have life experience, um, mm. to have my breakdowns because um, and that was just one breakdown of my life, you know, <laughs> there's been multiple, but that was one breakdown for sure. But I, it gives me such confidence to see other people in that spot when they're breaking down, when they feel like there's no way to turn or, or that they've really screwed up. They can't, there's no rectifying it or changing now. And it's just, that's not the truth. The truth is mm-hmm. breakdown does happen before breakthrough. Um, I was just working with a guy today. He's literally, he's, he's just today admitted he's an addict and he needs, he's ready for, he needs to go into recovery. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. He's here. You know, I don't want him to be here, but he's at his, he's at his low. He's on his knees right now. And, and, and he's open. So breakdown does happen before breakthrough. I also say your mess becomes your success. Your greatest challenge becomes your greatest opportunity or your greatest gift. I should say your greatest challenge becomes your greatest gift. And I, before I start coaching, I always tell everybody your mess becomes your success because when people come to you and me, Tony, they're for coaching, they oftentimes feel like they're in a mess, you know, and it can feel sort of desperate, but I get excited when they're in that space. When they're, I mean, not excited. I don't want them to be in this because I no, want to get them through I, it. I, I knew, I knew exactly what you meant. The smile was because I knew what you meant. And you're like, ah, I'm excited when people are a mess. But the truth is, is that you can't get to, can't get to help until you start with surrender. And so that's, that's really what I hear in your heart and all that. So the, the smile was because I, I know your heart in that. And I think that that's a, that's a beautiful place for people to be. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and also always, I, I remind myself this, is this a setback or is this a setup? Hmm. Oftentimes it's, it looks like, Oh, I didn't get the deal or I didn't get the job or I didn't get the, what if that's not a setback? What if it's a setup for what's actually for this or better? So how how does somebody know the difference in that? How how do we drill down on that a little bit more? Because I'm sure that there are some, somebody's listening right now is like, Oh, I hear what you're saying, but I've got more setbacks and I got setups. Or is it, is it just a matter of mental perspective? I think it's mental perspective to, to be honest. Anytime my client, Oh gosh, it's like, I've had so many setbacks. I, I, I want to know about those setbacks and I want to know what the le- lesson you learned was. What was the mm. lesson you and I know, but it, without our struggles, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah. So let's get really clear what the lesson was from that setback or from that mess. I just did a talk. I'm doing Toastmasters to become a better speaker. And um, I literally just, my icebreaker was about the, the three things that I learned, the three lessons I learned from my breakdown before I became a, a coach. And it's, it's important to know those lessons to really highlight them. Uh, it's fascinating because, uh, you know, I, obviously you've been coaching now for a while. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you own your own business and you, you have a couple of business partners, but you've been doing this for a while. H- how much extra learning do you do? I mean, like the Toastmasters is one example, but um, w- what are some of the things that you do to constantly get coached up yourself? Uh, one, I have a coach. <laughs> Always have a coach. Um, oh, gosh. There's just... I'm a little ADHD because there's so much coming at me and I want to learn so much and I want to listen to that sermon and that sermon and I want to take that workshop. And at some point you just have to say like, God, Holy Spirit, help me to figure out what actually I'm supposed to be listening to learning. So I love to read. Uh, I always have a coach. Um, I get a lot of support from my own team. We keep each other on our toes with the things that we are learning and what's coming up. I love, I love what other coaches are up to. It's really fascinating to me. And I love to be an advocate for them. And I love to connect also, like helping others connect. Uh, you know, if my friend Tony's coaching, he's starting his business, you know, or, you know, going deeper into that coach. Like I, I'm thinking of people, how, who, who needs you? I don't, again, I don't know that that's answering your question of how I continue or how I continue my growth, my development. I read, I listen to podcasts, I listen to sermons. Um, I pray a lot. (laughs) Listen, I think a steady diet of all of that is, is what constitutes Mm -hmm. growth. And I think that that's a a beautiful thing. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the church and health. Uh, specifically mm. food, because uh, so I, you know, I've pastored for a long time. I've been in the local church for over a decade, and the church has this weird relationship with health and fitness. And um, I've had a couple of of other people who are in this world on the podcast, and I and I learn more and more that that Christians have this weird aversion to talking about 
um, gluttony as uh, an, a, a lifestyle that separates us from God and all these other things. I, I'm curious, what's your take on why the church has such an aversion to healthy lifestyle? Oh my goodness. I have, I, what's, I have no, I don't know. I, I don't, I wouldn't actually know that they have an aversion other than that, the fact that they don't really bring it up. So I, so you have yeah. much more of an exposure to that, but I, I mean, that was my first mess. I had an eating disorder and hmm. it was such, I was bulimic. So I like nobody, um, it was a, I look, I'm tall. I look healthy. I'm an athlete. I I look healthy. I'm an athlete. So it was my little secret and nobody was going to ever know. And, um, it just, the, the unhealthier I became, the crappier I ate or the more sugar I ate or the overeating that I did, it just removed me. It removed me from myself it removed me from God. It removed me from others. So for me, food is foundational. And that's why I even started my coaching as a health coach, because food is like the number one thing, in my opinion, water, food, sleep, moving our bodies. So I'm not sure why there's an aversion to it, but it's the most important thing. Like if you're going to coach with me, we're going there. <laughs> we can't not go there. It's like, I want to know, I always, I call it the ABCDs. Um, I want to know what your attitude is. Are you a green, yellow, red? Green's great. Yellow's mm, could use some work. Reds, I'm not. Well, I'm, I need help there. And it doesn't mean in general. It means like for the last week, how's your attitude been? Do you want to stay green? Do you want to, do you want to move from yellow to green? Do you want to move from red to yellow? How do we need to stabilize the green? So attitude, um, body and body is food water, sleep, movement, outdoors. And are you green, yellow, red? If you're green, great. What do you need to do to stay green? If you're yellow, what, what's going on? If you're red, like what's happening there? Do you want to make a move? Do you want to make a change this week to get you to get a little healthier? And some people are like, you know what? I have so much on my plate right now. That's not my number one priority. Okay. We're choosing then to stay red. It's, it's okay. There's no failure in that. That's a choice. So, um, ABCD, I'll just finish it. Um, your attitude, your body, your connections, your dreams, and then your spirituality, green, yellow, red on all of those. I, it's just a a little scorecard I do right before, um, we really get into the coaching gives me an idea of where we are, but body's important. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, so as a pastor, I've probably, um, I've never, I, maybe one or two sermons I've preached myself on food, and yet the table is such an important part of Jesus's rhythm. I think that there's probably uh, a lot of people like me who uh, struggle with finding the right value with food in terms of like, I, I know I want to be healthier, um, but I also know that I love to eat out and I'm gregarious and I love to be with people. Yeah. How do we live in the tension of like what the world's telling us and obviously the way that God intended food to be as, as fuel and feast and, but also in moderation? Well, I always want to know how the food that you're eating is impacting you, how it makes you feel. I want to know one, Tony, what do you want? What are you going for? You say you want to be healthy. You always want to be healthy. What does, what does that mean to Tony? Because it might mean something differently to you than it does to somebody else. So can I ask, like, what does that mean to you, you being healthier or eating healthier? 
uh, just be able to be as active as I want to be. And, um, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm carrying too much weight around. So I, I'd like to lose some pounds, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing, mostly not because of anything, the way I look, but mostly because of the, like, uh, just my overall health and long-term, you know, long-term viability, I guess that's the right way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I hear you want to lose weight, you want more energy and long-term, you want to be able to do this for a long time. Yeah. What you're doing. So, um, then I just start probing we, you have to, we have to know the why behind your, I want to lose weight. What will losing weight do for you, Tony? And then uh, I would say that it, yeah. Oh yeah. I would I, well, I would say that it would help me get to a, a, a longer life, right? Like I, I'm, I don't want to, uh, heart disease lives in my family history. I know it's there. It's kind of that elephant in the room. Um, you know, and, and so I, I have big dreams about, you know, investing in my grandkids and that Karen and I grow old on the porch together with rocking chairs. Like, you know, I've got some big goals in terms of like what happily ever after it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's probably it. That's a big part of it for me. That's the major part of it. Yeah. And I love that. Um, and, and also having more energy because you want to have the energy for your grandkids. Do you want to do this long term? Yeah. So we, really hone in on your why. What's your bigger why? And then, so we know your why, but I also want to know, like, one of the sessions I do is, like, how does food impact, how does the food that you eat make you feel? Um, I'm way more aware of how food in my body makes me feel just because I've been doing this for years, but many people don't actually know. Like, would you feel better on um, a dinner of salmon, broccoli, and a sweet potato or on uh, a night of pizza and beer? Do you know in your body how you'd feel? I mean, we kind of know in our brain, oh, you'd probably feel better on sure. this one. But do you know in your body that you'd feel better that way? No. No, I mean, I, like, uh, I mean, like, I guess – physically I know, but then there's that, uh, I mean, that the hardest part for me is beating the, uh, that emotional craving, you know, for, uh, whatever that, that emotion that eating pizza does for me, you know what I mean? And I, I know it's emotional and I, I haven't figured out quite how to turn it off yet. PS, I did not mean for this interview to become a coaching session about my eating habits. Uh, I'm sweating a little bit, but it's fine. We're here for oh, the, We're here for it. You can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, I, I, the thing is, is I think that there's a lot of Christians out there like me, like, like intellectually, I know God desires for me to treat my body better. And yet I, I know that there's some sort of emotional, I don't, I don't drink, but I know there's some emotional need to like almost binge eat at times yeah. when I'm either like, I'm tired, I'm exhausted or I'm lazy or, you know, those kind of things that, that come into like, I'm trying to fill this hole in my life. Yeah. And you're right on. I mean, there's, it's super emotional. Um, one of the paradigms I use with my coaching is behind all behavior and experience is a positive intention. It might be time to update, change, or modify the behavior, the experience, but there's always a positive intention for the person doing the act. You like, you go out, you've had a rough week. You just want to let go. You want to forget about stuff. You just want to have fun. 
you want a comfort. And, and we find comfort in food. That's not the only, like, so I, that's the positive intention. You want to comfort yourself. Yeah. Um, oftentimes we want a glass of wine. We want to numb ourselves. We want to forget. We want to relax. We want to release the stress. So like, there's no, um, no condemnation ever in, in just like our desire, whether we have cravings, cravings aren't a bad thing. Cravings are a, a sign for us that there's, that that are, there is a void. Something's up. So what, what actually is my soul calling for? What actually is my belly calling for? If I were to, like, cause when you go out, like if we were to fast forward, you go out, you eat, you overeat, you don't eat the healthiest food. You might get home and be like, Whoa, I ate too much. I don't feel great. I feel bloated, super sleepy. I don't know. I don't know, but I get the, I help you connect to your body in the way with the food that you eat. Like, let's just play around with this. What we eat affects everything. It affects the way we look, the way we think, the way we feel. And when I can help, when I can get my client to make that connection that what we eat affects everything, then I can get a little bit more, okay, so what's the emotion we're going for? Are we going for tired, bloated, and cranky? Because if that's the case, then yes, please order that meal that's going to do that for you. If we're going for... I want to feel actually a little bit proud of myself when I walk out of here. I want to feel not bloated. I want to feel energized. I want to wake up tomorrow morning feeling like that was really good. That was a a great test of discipline. And I'm not suggesting that's it. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, this is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're speaking in generalities here. Sure. Yeah. Um, But if somebody's paying us to coach, like don't waste your money. If, if you want to get healthier and you're coming to me, you're paying your, like, let's, let's get to it. They're not, you know? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. So, so now that half of the audience is fully convicted, what's the, what's the first step, right? Like, I mean, I mean, listen, like there's some people who are listening right now. They're like, oh, I need that in my life. What's the first thing that they can do to change that, get, get their mind right as it pertains to food. Hmm. Um, my very first thing I would say is start to connect with how the food that you eat makes you feel. So that might look like keeping a food journal. That, and not only like that you write the date, the time that you ate, what you ate, how you felt afterwards, maybe physically, I felt bloated. I felt energized mentally. I was, I felt guilty because I splurged or I was proud of myself that I stopped before I was stuffed. Hmm. So I, I just really get them connected to what they're eating and how it makes them feel. That's where I'd start. And then I always want to know, uh, maybe even before that, I want to know like, what are we going for here? What do you want? Hmm. Some people don't care about health and wellness. This isn't their thing. Some people know they should, but they don't actually really want to. Um, who, who wants to go on a diet? Who, and I hate the word diet, and I hate taking it away. I'm a rebel. Don't take it away from me. So I, my approach is I add in to crowd out. So I wouldn't take people's pizza away. I wouldn't take chocolate chip cookies away. I wouldn't take this stuff away, but we'd add in healthy to perhaps crowd out the not so healthy, even if it's a healthier chocolate chip cookie, 
even if it's a healthier pizza with maybe a couple vegetables on it or a gluten-free crust. Hey guys, just pausing this conversation with Amy to remind you to subscribe to the Spirit and True Substack. It's kind of like a blog, um, but it goes directly to your email. And so you can go to spiritandtruth.substack.com. It's the best way to sign up. Every single week, we put out two articles, short blog type articles that help you lean into what it means to be a spirit-led leader. If you're listening to this podcast and you work in the world, you're a spirit-led leader. So be sure to sign up. You won't want to miss any of the articles. They come out twice every single week. Now, let's finish up this conversation with Coach Amy. Um, I, I love your approach to all of this and to the way that you do coaching. Um, I, I also know that it's a lot more than just food and health, that you're, uh, one of your passions is helping people achieve their dreams. And as I was researching and getting all my notes together, uh, I wrote down the word dreamstorming. And you do sessions dreamstorming at your, uh, at your center, your Breakthrough Coaching Center. I'm wondering if you can kind of give us a behind-the-scenes look. What is dreamstorming and why should people do it. Okay. Dreamstorming actually was found and created by that whole idea. The dream manager program was created by this man named Matthew Kelly. He's a great Catholic man who has a company called Floyd consulting. And he was seeing the disengagement in corporations. And so what he, his whole mm -hmm. premise of was to bring culture in the corporate world back together. And if statistically 70% of the working force is disengaged in their career. That translates also to being disengaged in their own life. How can we get them more and more engaged? And it's just the, we all have a dream or multiple dreams, all of us, whether it's, I want to get married or um, I just want to get that education or, or I want to travel the world on a six month cruise, but we all have dreams you know, um, and, and no dream is too big or too small. So the whole idea initially was to get people dreaming about their life again, because God puts dreams in our hearts. And if God's put it in our heart, just like it's a, like a, a cravings, a call for something more, a dream in our heart is a call for something more. And if we can link our essential purpose, why we're here with our dreams, how much even more powerful. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I, I think that there are a, a sect of people that feel like they don't have dreams. Yes, um, that was my other mess. So I've had, you've, I've, yeah. you just pulled out three messes. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I get that. I saw this program. It came across on my, um, my email and it said the dream manager. I'm like, what the heck is a dream manager? And so I looked it, into it and it actually was a curriculum to become a dream manager. And because I didn't dream big enough, my dreams felt, I don't know, I, I think I stopped dreaming as a kid because I'd get my dreams and my hopes up and those only would like get squashed. So I didn't want to dream. It's easier to be, for me, it was easier not to be disappointed than to get, or it was, yeah, easier not to be disappointed than get my helps, hopes up and get crushed. So I stopped dreaming, but so, so I understand. I, and I always tell people, so the dream storming process, we have 60, 80, maybe 20 to 80,000 thoughts a day and going through our minds and how many of those thoughts are actually positive, uplifting, 
pushing you forward in the in the right direction. So this idea of a dream storm is to interrupt those thoughts and help you think outside of the box. I kind of call it, it's like just shaking a tree. So the dream storming process is just a 25 question um, little exercise that I do with whether it's an individual or a corporation or a group of, of friends and just shake the tree and get start asking questions that help people get out of their box or their smaller thinking or their, their stuckness. And it's fun to do in a group because when we know the dreams of each other, when I knew your dream, Tony, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to help him accomplish that. It's human nature to want people to accomplish, to want to help people accomplish their dreams. If you knew I'm trying to grow my business, you're, you're going to help. Who can, who can I connect you with aim? You know? And that's just, that's just yeah. simple. That's so that. Dreamstorming, pro- this dreamstorm starts with questions like, if you could travel to five places in the world, where would you go? If you could um, have lunch with any living person, who would you want to have lunch with? If you could hear the words, I'm proud of you from anybody, who would you want to hear those words from? So we go, mm. we start broad, you know, with like, oh, like my dream car, my dream house, my dream project, my dream vacation, to getting like, okay, what relationship do you need to improve? What's your dream? You know, if, if, is there one relationship you, you'd really want to improve on? That's a dream. That's so good. I, I think, uh, I love the idea of getting, go, starting broad and then getting specific and, and kind of leaning into that. Um, you mentioned your business and another thing that I desperately wanted to ask you about is your partnership. You've been doing this for a while. You've got some incredible partners. I'm, I'm curious what you've learned about God in the process of leading your own business and maybe equally important, partnering with someone else to lead a business. Oh my gosh. Well, it's really funny because like, I know God, God to, to go back. So my, 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 I have a few different business partners, but the initial one I started with was my business partner, Pam and Pam and I met at a coaching program in 2012, 2013. And she just, she's what, um, culturally Jewish and she just has this Jewish moxie. And I was so attracted and I was like, she's fun. I want to be friends with her. Didn't know her. We ended up connecting at that, this retreat we were at. And so we stayed in touch, but we were very different. Cause I'm, I'm in Ohio. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I'm six feet tall. She's five, three years. I don't know. She's short. Um, she's Jewish. She's, um, got kids. She's got a husband living in New Jersey. So we we're truly just opposites. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving Jesus. And she's like, not then she wasn't then. And I was walking the dogs one day and I heard in my spirit, you're going to coach with Pam one day. I was like, that's interesting. Pam's in New Jersey. I'm, I'm 10 years ish older than her. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. And so I just, it was deposited, I don't know, seven, 10 years before we were actually, we actually became Hmm. partners. We both had our own coaching um, businesses. So when it was actually spoken over us, you guys are coming together to coach. We were like, "Mm, okay, you know what? We trust God. We're like, I'm in. I want to do what God wants me to do. And if that's where I'm being led to it, um, I, I had to get married to Pam before I got married. To, like I'm not married. So like, it's really funny because we're 50, 50. I've just like, okay, 
there's going to be times Pam works more than me There's and, and I work more than Pam and we're 50-50. So I really have just, I'm super surrendered into God's um, plan for this. And anybody would say, what are you thinking going into partnership? You already had your own business. Like my mom's <laughs> aims. Partnership is like marriage with no sex. What are you thinking? So, <laughs> you know, I just had to put those doubts aside because people look at us and they're like, they don't understand it, but that's okay. We just keep going because we know we're doing God's work. I don't, that's way out there. I know. I don't actually share that with many people, but I just shared it with your people. <laughs> I, well, my, and my people appreciate it because I think, uh, I think sometimes you have to take bold steps of faith in order to get to the other side where the fruit is. And it feels a little bit like, um, I mean, who, who, I'm sure your coaching business was great before, but I can't imagine um, that fullness probably feels a little, di- a, a lot different when you have somebody to share it with. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have, um, like I said, our other business partner, Melissa Garcia, she's not a coach. She's more, she's an on-air on on air stylist. She was an attorney that went to, um, her dream was to be in fashion. She doesn't have a degree in it. She has no experience in it, but it was her dream. And now she's Mm. on the good morning America show or the today show. Good morning, America. Um, she's, she's, I don't know, kind of a, she's on air specialist lifestyle expert. And we also partnered up with a couple friends, um, who are in the financial planning world. And that's, that that's happening on the back in the background. But my, my friend, Mike DeSalvo came to me and he said, I met him when I was becoming a certified dream manager. He was there too. And I was really curious as a certified dream manager, Mike, why are you here? And he said, because I coach, um, he as a financial planner, he coaches people all day long. And he said, and I'm going to start a business and I want coaching to be the foundation. I want my clients to be coached. I want my employees to be coached. And I want my financial advisors to be coached because those people who are coached are so much better. And Mike just wants to turn the financial industry upside down. It's fraudulent. It's greedy. And he wants to give people, he wants to get them, help them get wealthy, um, with a legacy, a lasting legacy for God. And so it's just really cool. It's called purpose path capital breakthrough coaching center. We come together and we pray we pray for our clients. We pray for our meetings. Just, you know, Tony, as you and I pray before our podcast, it's why would we not? If, if, if truly this yeah, is a God sense to me, yeah. If this is truly a God centered business and businesses and partnership, God, then take our egos out, lead us. This hasn't been done before. And we don't have a clue what we're doing, but we keep saying yes and we keep walking forward. That's awesome. I love that. Um, okay. So I know that my, uh, podcast family loves to pray for people. How can we pray for you and what God is doing in you and through you? And, uh, what, what are the prayer requests for Amy? Oh gosh, for Amy today. Oh, you don't even know. Like, here's my prayer list of people just today. I mean, Monday, (laughs) 27 people on this list. I'm like, what? Oh my um, not for me necessarily. Like, I feel like I've been just so prayed up. As you know, I had hip surgery and I was just so, I was walking in like such God's grace. I felt so much peace and love. Um, so my prayer, if, if your community were going to pray for me, oh gosh. 
my prayer today for myself is that I have the courage, the strength, the words to communicate, to articulate my love of God to others. So that's an invitation, not a repulsion. That it's an invitation to want to know Jesus um, and to start on this journey. If they haven't started, if, if they're on their journey, just to deepen it. So that was my prayer for me today. <laughs> um, That's good. What else am I praying for? That's good. Okay. Yeah. You, so yeah. I know, I know that my community is going to want to connect with you. And I have one more question to ask you, but before I do, uh, why don't we, why don't you tell everybody where's the best place to learn all things, Amy and breakthrough coaching center on the interwebs. Awesome. Um, it's a really long URL, you guys. So I'm really sorry. It's called breakthrough coaching center.com. So you can reach me at my phone number at 614-560-7497 or send me an email at amy at breakthrough coaching center.com. Um, and Tony, anyone who's listening, who wants a, um, a dream storming session, I always do a free consult, a 30 minute consult. I call it a breakthrough strategy session. So if anyone's interested, if anyone's stuck, struggling, um, excited, trying to figure out their what's next, um, I would be more than happy to, to help and assist in that. I love it. Love it. Love it. And I, and I can testify that you do great work and, uh, I'm really, really thankful to have you in my friend circle. Um, but that's not going to help you out of this last question. Cause this is the, the hardest one I ask every episode. It's, um, it's an advice question. I'm going to ask you to go back and give yourself one piece of advice. Um, except I get to name the season of life that you're in. And I want to take you back to the day before you knew that you had to leave your corporate death. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, if you could pull a chair up in front of that younger version of yourself, sit knee to knee with her, hold her hands, look her in the eyes. What's the one piece of advice you're going to give her? Mm. <sighs> Baby girl, you were made for more. You got this. Just go, just keep, just keep trusting the intuition and the guidance you're getting. You're never going to look back. Take the leap. I love it. Yeah. It's never too late. That's so good. That'll preach any day of the week. That'll <laughs> preach any day of the week. <laughs> uh, I am so blessed. Amy, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah. Such an honor to to be with you and uh, to share this space. I I hope uh, we'll I'm I'm positive we'll stay connected, and I can't wait to hear how God uh, moves in and through your ministry. Awesome, thank you so much, and right back at you. I feel I feel blessed by you, and um, you're not getting away from me. So thank you, but don't thank try. You. What a great conversation! I I really appreciate the way that she talks about this idea about. Um, you can set back or is it a setup, right? The, the perspective and what it means to shift our thinking around new opportunities. I also think she's just got um, a voice that so many of us need in this season of change and deciding what's next. Do me a favor, follow Amy on Instagram, let her know that you heard her here on the podcast and take advantage of that coaching session. I, I'm 
Really interested to know who's going to enjoy it. This one got a little vulnerable for me, so thank you for the grace. I appreciate every single one of you. Make sure you share this episode with a friend. And remember, guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.